but he does. Want a fast-paced sports talk show with lots of college football? I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Then keep up with Quawk and Ben on Out of Bounds. Weekdays, noon to 3, on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Welcome back, hour number two, live inside Duck Kingsmore Stadium. Mike Vaughn back at the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The USC Upstate Spartans are in the building. They have just arrived, and they are now in the third base dugout. Bob Mahoney and I will have the uh, radio call for the game today. I'm going to just go ahead and warn people. I should I should not do this. This is, uh, this is professional suicide here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, we are also, and I know people are upset. I'm just, I'm just preparing you now. Uh, single camera TV broadcast today. Uh, you will be listening to Bob and I, whether you like it or not. Uh, if you try to avoid us with the TV, uh, we're still there. We're just following you everywhere. And I know, look, I know you love us. And if there's a few that don't, then I'm sorry. But you're you're stuck with us today with no alternative. Hey, as Quark, Clemson takes on USC Upstate. Yes, for, sir. for those who don't like it, just close your eyes and let Quark paint the picture for you, because you do it so well. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And, I uh, and, and I really no, do appreciate that. Nobody better for the color there than Bob Mahoney. I mean, they named the booth after him. Oh, that's right. That's a good point. You can't disrespect Bob. Everybody loves Bob. Some people don't like me. Again, that's fine. You're much like this blue blood discussion. You're uh, everybody's entitled to their opinions, uh, but everybody loves Bob. He's, he's universally lovable. What, what's not to love there? Uh, we talked about uh, that. You even when you're down, teams rush the the floor against you. Somebody asks, then uh, since Duke rushed the field against Clemson, does that make Clemson a blue blood? I would say not. I mean, Clemson's not down. We're talking about like when they're seven and five. Like you're trying to get your your licks in. And again, I think it's a sliding scale where that's like one. That's one of the factors, but it's not. Uh, it's not the only one uh, that you would that you would um, that you would consider there. Uh, Tammy from Seneca gets in and says this whole conversation was started by a coot. They will say only Natty's constitute a blue blood because it favors them. They are Wichita State, which is uh, just downright disrespectful. And I just want to stay for the record. I would never say that, Gamecock fans. Clemson and FSU are baseball blue bloods. I would agree with that one hundred percent. I think if you're if you're talking about great programs and a blue blood programs under traditional powers in college baseball that that excluding Clemson and Florida State uh, because they haven't won a national title is just asinine. It's just totally asinine. Um, speaking of rushing the court, I, I've got to I've got to say this. Okay, we're, we're going to talk a little football. We're going to talk a little basketball in the next couple hours. All right. I, I have to I have to point this out. Mike, I was I was backing Duke a little bit yesterday. I was backing Duke. Now, one thing I said that is totally true, 100% true, is that one of the reasons that that the conversation got so intense and John Shire could stand at the podium and say Court Storm is going to get somebody hurt, and they're, I'm not even worried about, you know, whatever. I'm worried about the safety of our players. It's to be to be holier than thou and self-righteous and all that stuff. The thing that got them to say that was not even necessarily that Filipowski got hurt. It was the intensity with which 
whoever tried to get him off the floor got him off the floor. And I said yesterday in a way that I, I was trying to be like, I was trying to be as sensitive as possible, but legitimately like it, it looked like the president got shot. I mean, go back and watch the go back and watch it. There's like three or four people around him that are that are like getting him out of there like he lost a limb or that he's got to get to the hospital right now. Like his girlfriend goes in or fiance, whoever it is, I think it's his girlfriend, goes into the tunnel just, you know, out of an abundance of caution. We're just going to bring the family back there. I mean, it was like the most serious thing you've ever seen. And then you read this. We, we had this. We had this debate for two days. This is the second day now. People are still weighing in on this. Uh, I guess this is the third day. This is the third day because we were talking about a Sunday and then, of course, yesterday when people came back to work. And then now today, people are still talking about court storming because of this. And people say it's about Caitlin Clark, but in reality, it's about this one thing. And this is what we know now about Kyle Filipowski, okay? This is, this is from The Wire. This is, uh, this is a, a news service story. Duke Center, I'm reading this at ESPN.com, but I've read this same story about three three different places. Duke Center Kyle Filipowski avoided major injury, but was still a little bit sore Monday. He was a little bit sore. Now, and it says, uh, two days after a collision with a fan left him hobbled during a court storming incident following the Blue Devils lost to Wake Forest on Saturday, head coach John Shire said. Mike, this is great news. This is great news. Everybody said, I hope Kyle Filipowski is okay. And we all said that. We hope Kyle Filipowski is okay. We hope he's not seriously hurt. We don't want anybody to get hurt, especially like that. It is the domain of the players, and the fans have no right to be out there hurting players. I think we all were we all were on the same page on that, correct? I mean, I don't know that anybody was saying, you know what, Filipowski got what he deserved, man. Am I wrong about that, Mike? No, you're exactly right. As much as we hate different teams here and there, you never want to see a player get hurt for any reason. But, Mike, the story continues, all right? So he's avoided major major injury but was still a little bit sore. Now, Mike, how would, how would you think that John Shire would know? How do you think he would find out it, that Kyle Filipowski avoided major injury? What are the things that you might do to find out that he, thank God, that he avoided uh, further injury? What, what do you think? Well, he's been in touch with his training staff. He's been in touch with their uh, their doctors on staff or the folks that they refer players to. Am I missing something there? No, I mean, so you're right. You're right. So what would the doctors have done? What would the training staff has done have done to rule out serious injury with Kyle Filipowski on an injury that, once again, it looked so, so bad, mostly because they treated it like the president was shot. <laughs> they've they've examined him. They've done some x-rays, maybe an MRI, what, whatever it takes to, to make sure. Yeah, that's right. That, that's, a, that's 100% right. 100% right. They, they did tests, and they did an MRI, and they did x-rays, and they made sure there was no structural damage. And, and so this is, this is the part that we're, we're going to spend some time on here. It says, the incident left Filipowski sporting a bag of ice on his right knee after banging that leg into the leg of a fan running by him toward midcourt. Shire, who initially misspoke Saturday when he said Filipowski hurt an ankle, said Monday that the preseason Associated Press All-American didn't require any type of diagnostic internal imaging for the knee to search for a structural injury. Then it goes on to say Filipowski didn't have a significant limp when he spoke to a few reporters after the game. Though his status wasn't immediately clear for the 10th-ranked Blue Devils game Wednesday against an 8-win Louisville team. Mike, he wasn't even hurt enough to get a scan. He wasn't even hurt enough to get an MRI. He wasn't even hurt enough to get an x-ray. At Duke, 
at Duke, a university with a medical center where they have access to the best in technology, the best MRI, the best x-ray. This was a little wrench in a knee. This is what old people get when they walk down the stairs. <laughs> Mike, this injury was so insignificant, they didn't even order a scan from Duke Medical. This is the biggest nothing burger. Look, I'm okay. I, I've said this before. I am okay if people want to talk about banning court storming and what it means. I just want to see a common sense solution, not basically get the Gestapo in here and rounding up thousands of people and giving them citations. Okay, I'm, I'm just not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not about that. All right, that's not. A, that's not a real solution, Jay Billis. That's that's histrionics. When Seth Davis and Jay Billis are borderline tears when they're talking about this, we have to make sure that the players are safe and this is an unsafe environment. And we, if, do you ever see this in NBA games? Do you ever hear this about it? Bull crap, man. Kyle Filipowski barely wrenched his knee, and it was so insignificant you didn't even take a six ten guy in for a scan to look at his knee. Do you know how? Do you know how fickle? knees and ankles and feet are with big guys man i can't imagine a guy wrenching his knee in a game that he doesn't go get a scan at freaking duke this was an this was a nothing this was an insignificant thing and it doesn't change the fact that we probably should have a conversation we probably should have a conversation about how to better protect players from court storming but my gosh the 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 uh the nexus for the conversation the start of the discussion was because it looked like Kyle Filipowski was out for the year. He's dragging his lifeless leg behind him, and they're rushing him off. Again, like somebody fired a gun at the president, like you're trying to get the president out of a room. That's why we're having this discussion. It was high school girl drama. That's all this was. I'm not saying we can't have the discussion. I'm saying, can we stop with the Duke propagandists getting on the air, acting like these guys need to be arrested and charged because they almost killed Kyle Filipowski. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Chancey, by the way, Chancey says, watch your filthy mouth talking about old people who hurt themselves on the stairs, wise guy. I went for a walk on campus with my wife. True story. I went for a walk on campus with my wife yesterday, and I got up off the couch later on uh, last night, and my left knee was a little sore. I'm, I'm glad I, that – I'm glad that Chancey said that because I went hiking on Sunday and I'm I'm sore for two days now and you're you're bringing up old people and I'm sitting here uh you know with my with my ails and my woes so listen I like I I would describe my knee my left knee as a little sore last night I would have done that now thankfully I got it this morning and it was fine but I would have described it as a little sore. John Shire described Kyle Filipowski's knee as a little sore. Now, here's what's going to happen. And I talked to John Hype briefly about this. I, I, I talked to him briefly about this because I know they had this conversation on the press box today. Kyle Filipowski, get ready. Get ready for Kyle Filipowski not to play and for this to be a two-hour infomercial about the dangers. I don't even know who's calling this. Who's calling this game, this Duke-Louisville game? The dangers of court storming. And it's going to be Filipowski over there with his knee braced up like Bionic Man. That's what it's going to be. When Shire just told us, or he's going to be on a minute restriction, or they're going to be like, ooh, he's, he's a little gimpy. I wonder if the Wake Forest 20-year-old girl did that to him. I'm sorry. That, that is ridiculous. It's asinine to, to have this conversation. If the Duke managers, that again treat everything like they're Secret Service agents, if they didn't take this so seriously 
And if Duke wasn't so dramatic all the time in the littlest things, the same people that sprint stools and chairs to the middle of the court like somebody's life is in danger were the ones ushering Filipowski off. If they would just relax a little bit, if they would just be normal for like two seconds, this conversation wouldn't have nearly the legs. We wouldn't be talking about jailing and fining people for this. Like thousands of people. I'm not even talking about people you catch. I mean, Jay Billis was saying when they go on the court, find them, ticket them, jail them, do whatever. Like trap them in there. It's it's madness. It's absolutely ridiculous that we've had this conversation based on a tiny little tweak of the knee. Now, again, if we want to have the conversation, that's fine. But John Shire saying it that it should be banned, and then he, he went back on the teleconference yesterday, and he talked about how it should be immediately banned. Court Stormy should be immediately banned because it was a danger to players like Filipowski. Well, you better have some evidence that it's really a danger to Filipowski because guess what? Now, I'm... Some of y'all, some of y'all are really, like, some of y'all are really in the weeds on this, and you're saying that Filipowski intentionally tripped uh, a person. I'm not quite as convinced, but one of the angles looks like he tripped somebody, and like the ponytail goes flying, and I, I've seen that. Uh, from the other angle, the the up top angle, it looks like it was more incidental than that, and maybe he didn't intentionally try to trip him. So I'm not really taking a stance on that. I'm not going to blame Filipowski for it, and I know a lot of people are, and that's honestly that's fine because that my my first inclination, uh, my first inclination was to do that, but I I just find it so rich and so hard to believe that we have had this entire conversation about court storming and whether we should have it or not based on a tiny little tweak of the knee that wasn't serious enough for Duke University, with one of the top medical schools in America, not to do an MRI on this. I sw- they would do an MRI on a on a uh, hanging thumbnail. I like I would be I would be shocked if they didn't do MRIs on their players once a week for the tiniest little thing. They didn't even do an MRI on this. That, I, I, again, it's it is absolutely perplexing that this is a thing. Absolutely perplexing. Some of y'all are funny on the uh, on the text line. Tammy from Seneca says, uh, P.J. Hall took way more contact on the last play at Duke than Filipowski did at Wake. Yeah, and you know the difference is that P.J. didn't have seven managers going to carry him off like he was in the middle of the Civil War battlefield and they needed to go save his leg. I mean, give me a freaking break on this. People pointing out Grayson Allen, a couple people pointing out Grayson Allen. Yeah, I, I've, no, I've no sympathy for that because Grayson Allen spent his entire Duke career trying to put people in the hospital. Zero sympathy. None. Zero. Uh, Texas from the 864 says whether or not he plays against lowly Louisville tomorrow night does not matter, but you can bet the house would be 100% when they play Virginia Saturday evening. See, I, I think it does matter. I think it does matter because they are going to sit him out and they are going to say, because now John Shire's on this crusade to ban court storming, they are going to say that they held him out for health reasons when they didn't even give the guy an MRI. They don't even think he's hurt. He's not even noticeably limping. If he doesn't play tomorrow night, it will be for one reason and one reason only. It will be to further this bogus narrative. This narrative that, you know what, bogus is probably not the right word. This narrative that we probably should have a conversation about, quite frankly. But this narrative that was brought to our attention under obviously false and trumped up pretenses. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be a part of this any longer. If Kyle Filipowski doesn't play against Louisville tomorrow night, it's going to be because it's freaking Louisville and they're trying to make some broader point. If he does play, it's because he should play because he's freaking healthy. I'm tired. 
Wake Forest has been raked over the coals, and maybe their security wasn't great. Wake Forest has been raked over the coals the last couple days. Steve Forbes had to apologize in the press conference, and Jim Phillips is out here apologizing. All these people apologizing on behalf of Duke when a guy's not even hurt. He's not even hurt enough to check it. Ridiculous. Stay with us. Hour two of the program continues. I'm mad about this. i got to take a breath. Hour two continues when we come back. It's time to party with Buff City Soap. Book your next birthday party, corporate event, or girls' night out at Buff City Soap to make memories with your friends, coworkers, and family. To book your event, visit buffcitysoap.com and click book your party. It's that easy. Whether you choose custom mini bath bombs or soap, you'll be the party hero with this truly unforgettable soap-making experience. Shop Buff City Soap, Arrow Village Shopping Center in Clemson, and the shops at Green Ridge in Greenville. Book your party to remember with Buff City Soap. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Get wings the way you want them. Try Twin Peaks wings bone-in breaded, naked, smoked and grilled, or boneless in your favorite saucer rub. When it comes to legal advice, Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, is here to help. As a former state prosecutor, Nick Lavery's been fighting for Tiger fans for over 24 years. Whether you're hurt on the job, in an accident, charged criminally, or need assistance with your real estate closing, Nick Lavery is here for you. Call him today for your free consultation at 864-654-3680 or visit nicklaverylaw.com. One Tom Plumber will be there in an hour, or they'll discount your bill. In one hour? Yeah. Just dial the number one, then Tom Plumber. That's their name. That's their number. Call the plumber whose name is his number. One Tom Plumber. One Tom Plumber. Hi, everybody. I'm Don Munson. Up next is your daily update on what's happening with Clemson Athletics. But first, this from Founders Federal Credit Union. Attention all basketball fans, are you ready to experience MVP treatment in banking? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union, where personalized service is the winning play. Don't settle for being just another number. Join Founders and receive the personalized attention you deserve along with great rates, loans for any reason, and a dynamic online experience. Visit one of their 41 convenient office locations or visit foundersfcu.com to see if you qualify for membership. Relax, go Tigers! Federally insured by NCUA, membership qualification required, terms and conditions apply. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Clemson baseball back in action today at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. 4 o'clock will be first pitch as they play host to USC Upstate. It'll be Jake Kubler on the mound for Upstate, and Austin Gordon will go for our Clemson Tigers. The 10th meeting all-time between these two clubs. Clemson leads a series so far that started back in 2009, 7-2. And at Clemson, Clemson leads 6-1. This is actually the first of three games that Clemson will play against USC Upstate here in 2024. The two will play again in Greenville on April the 2nd. 
and then again back at Clemson on April the 9th. Now, Upstate has yet to play a road game. They're averaging 9.6 runs per game, led by fifth-year head coach Mike McGuire. The Spartans have won four in a row by a combined score of 57-15. to As a team, they are hitting at 317 and have a team 4.71 ERA. So a little bit of a background there on Upstate. Don't forget basketball tonight in Little John Coliseum. 7 o'clock will be tip-off time. Pittsburgh in town. Big game for both of these ball clubs. We'll have the coverage of the pit game for you on Network Line starting at 6.30. Hope that you can join us. As always, go Tigers! Boot Barn is committed to supporting those who uphold the Western way of life. Denim plays a major role as a robust material that holds strong in a rugged environment. Since 1947, the Wrangler Authentic Western jeans have brought long-lasting denim to all who embrace the cowboy lifestyle. Boot Barn is proud to support this bold legacy, one that's just as iconic now as it was then. Wrangler at Boot Barn. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The undisputed sports talk leader for the Upstate. Let's go now, you bird! We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Mike, did you pick this on purpose? Did you pick that song on purpose because you knew I was going to tell the folks about Toyota Beasley? Well, you know, sometimes. Sometimes it okay. works out. Because, like, I know that you you are capable of doing that, but, I like, I, I want to I wanna give God the glory when it's by accident, you know. Um, but that that one I, I felt was uh, – I, I felt you did it on purpose, and rightfully so, because we are going to talk about Toyota Beasley and ToyotaBeasley.com. They have great deals on Toyotas right now. If you go to their website – you can see the great selection of vehicles on the lot. You can see the great deals on financing. You can say the great see the great deals on pricing. You can see all of the the different. I mean, like I I was on there earlier today, and I was struck by like the Highlander, how many colors, how many different intricate things you can do. I mean, sometimes you just mess around. Like I'm I'm not in the market for a new vehicle right now. But if I was, why would you go anywhere but Toyota Beasley? Because not only can you uh, not only can you start the process online, but you can virtually finish it there. You can start the paperwork part online, and uh, you get a relationship with a great dealership. It's got a great service department, great opportunity uh, to grow with them over time, and you're going to be putting uh, Toyotas back in your garage, back in your carport, back in your driveway over and over and over again. That's Toyota Beasley on Highway 123 and com. That's Toyota of Easley, where their name means a great deal. Uh, Mr. Anna Fender says, I hope Quok's standing up right now. You know, I did that whole thing without standing. I'm getting a little more, uh, I don't know what that is. Maybe soft, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to control it a little more. Maybe I'm being, uh, trying to be a little more listenable. I just, it, it, it bothered me. And it, like I said, I want to be very, very clear on this. In a way that, have you ever noticed, this is, a, this is an aside before I get to that, um, and we'll get to Bill and Anderson as well, come up in just a second. Have you ever noticed, like, when politicians say, like, on a debate stage or, like, communication, people say, let me be clear, the, the, the more forcefully they say, let me be clear, the more obtuse and confusing the answer is going to be? Let me be, or, com- let me be completely honest. 
Yeah, right. I mean, it's like, uh, well, I, I think we've been clear on this. And, like, how many times the press secretary, the White House press secretary always is like, the president has been very clear on this. The president has been very clear on this. It's like, well, no, he hasn't, or else they would have asked a question. Um, and, and then it will state a position that's not really clear or that is in contradiction to some things that other people in the administration have said. Anyway, I just think it's fascinating. Every time a politician says, let me, let me be perfectly clear on this, I, I assume that whatever comes out of their mouth is BS. Um, but I'm going to actually use it. Let me be clear on this. I think we should talk about court storming, and we should talk about deterrence, and we should try to protect players. I'm not saying any of that is wrong. I'm saying the impetus for the conversation being a little tweak of the knee by a six foot ten guy that's a first-round NBA prospect that did not trigger an MRI at Duke is laughable. That's what's stupid about this. Let's go to the phones. Bill from Anderson joins us next. What's up, Bill? Well, right after I called, you mentioned the player I was going to bring up, and that was Grayson Allen. But the part about it that's so ridiculous to me is Duke is the team that never took any major initiative in discipline Grayson Allen for what he did, yet they're the ones that are coming out with all of this tremendous, we got to do this. Yeah, look, I, I agree. I'm I'm with you 100%. I think the double standard here, and look, let me let me say this too. Let me say this too. All right, I, if I were John Shire, that this is I, I'm I'm talking about this objectively. All right, John Shire doesn't have to be objective. I, I think what John Shire is doing, I think John Shire is a bit of a whiner. But in this particular case, I'm actually okay. In, not in a logical way, but in like a locker room way, I'm okay with John Shire just blindly sticking up for his guy. It's like uh, it's like argue like coaches arguing foul calls that weren't fouls that were clearly not fouls. All you're trying to do there is stick up for your guy. You're not actually saying it should have been a foul. There are a lot of coaches. Tom Izzo's like that. Mike Chuchevsky is like that. Mindlessly, above all else, stick up for your guys, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's illogical, even if it means you are defying facts on the ground. Stick up for your guys blindly. That's what he's doing. That pays dividends in recruiting. It pays dividends in the locker room. I don't have to worry about that, though. I'm worried about the logic and reason behind it, and this is illogical and unreasonable what we're being asked to believe about this incident. But the fact that it's Duke is doing all this, that's sort of like uh, Muhammad Ali trashing somebody for uh, trash-talking something. Yeah, I mean that's honestly that's it's silly. It's absolutely silly. You're right about that, Bill. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. That is, I mean, that is a, a little bit. Uh, that is a little bit what it's like. Now, I, I'm also I, I'm going to say this. I mean, a couple a couple texters are pointing out um, it's it's soft. It's soft. You know, your 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 knees a little hurt. Wah wah wah. Like again, I, in the in the moment, you're you're a little bit worried about this. In the moment, you're a little bit worried about this. Um, but the, the, the level of intensity that others in the media have had and the level of intensity that Shire had after the game about, like, we know for sure that this is why this bad thing happened. We, it's like the, the justification. You feel justified because a thing happened that didn't happen. It's not even close. If, and like somebody said, the texter says this, uh, ban course storming. If PJ Hall was injured with a severe injury, would Durant be different? Can you say hypocrisy? Uh, who? Uh, let me let me ask it. Oh, I am gonna stand up now. Let me ask you. How dare you? How dare you talk to me about hypocrisy? Okay. 
I just said, I just said very clearly that I think we should have a conversation about court storming, and I, I'm glad that Kyle Filipowski wasn't seriously hurt here. Yes, if, if Kyle Filipowski was seriously hurt, then that would be awful, and Duke fans should be aggrieved at that. If he was out for the year and it cost him millions of dollars, yeah, it would be a big deal. It would be a really big deal. And regardless of whether he's hurt or not, again, I'll say for a fifth time, we should have the conversation about court storming. We should try to figure out how to better protect players. But he wasn't severely hurt. So what you're suggesting is that I should treat him as if he was severely hurt because he could have been severely hurt. No, 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 no. That, that I'm not going to do that. I'm not playing that game. I'm not going to say a guy, a guy merely wrenched his knee, but what if? What if the worst thing happened? We can have a conversation about reasonable prevention and reasonable steps to take without having to assume that Kyle Filipowski tore his ACL. I don't have to assume that because he didn't. Because I know that it wasn't even bad enough. Again, I'll stress this one more time. It wasn't even bad enough for Duke University to give a multi-million dollar future first-round pick in the NBA and potential first-team All-ACC player that is absolutely vital to their postseason hopes. They didn't even give him an MRI. That's how not hurt Kyle Filipowski was. Now, whether he panicked, whether he sold it, whether he's a crybaby, whether he's mad that they lost, whether the managers overreacted, I don't I don't know that. I, I don't have any idea about that. But to say, well, if P.J. Hall was seriously hurt, would it be different? Yeah, if Kyle Filipowski was seriously hurt, it'd be different. And you know what? John Shire would be more justified calling for a court storm banning than when his guy got a little bit of a wrench in his knee. I mean, honestly, I would have more respect for Duke if they gave him an MRI and it showed nothing. I mean, just play the game. Make it At least make it seem like it. I mean, it, it, they're not even trying to play around with this. We should, we should ban court storming and get law enforcement involved, and the NCAA should totally get involved in this based on a little wrench knee. That could have happened at any point in the game. By the way, how do we know that he didn't hurt his knee in the game? Do we know that he he never hurt his knee in the game at any point and it was only an interaction with a fan? That's a great question. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Text from 864 says, sick of hearing about the court storming and the almost seven-foot-tall basketball player hurt. It says more about him than it does a crowd. I mean, I again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna quite say that. But I mean it's it's ridiculous. The the people just I mean, just breathlessly talking about how just how dangerous this is. Well, there wasn't, I mean, you know, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Just because nothing happened doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it, but we don't need it with the most severe urgency, and we don't have to pretend that Kyle Filipowski's never going to play basketball again because he wrenched his knee. Yeah, Texter, uh, if P.J. Hall was severely injured during a court storm at Little John Coliseum by the opposing team, yes, it would be, or at, at Cameron Indoor Stadium, let's say, because Duke, Duke rushes... Uh, Duke rushes athletic venues too. Um, if he was hurt, it would be really, really bad, and it would be very unfortunate, and it would suck for him, and it would it would lead to a different intensity of conversation. Absolutely, yes, it would. Uh, six five four roars the number if you'd like to join us. Six five four seven six two seven. The uh, Adams Curving text line uh, blowing up, absolutely blowing up with this. The other thing that happened, uh, the other thing that happened last night that is a little more relevant 
from a basketball sense um, is that I think the ACC Player of the Year race was locked up last night. I think R.J. Davis uh, clinched it. Now, that's not a disrespect to P.J. Hall in any way, shape, or form, and it's not a disrespect to Filipowski, who I think could stake a claim, although I, in my opinion, as I'm watching these games, I really think it is a uh, it is a two-man race right now between, uh, between Davis and Hall. And, I mean, there's some statistical backing for that. Some of it, again, is just... It's just feel. Um, Filipowski has been pretty good recently. I mean, I, for example, against Miami, they blew out Miami at 18.6 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks. That's really good. He had uh, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 turnover against Wake Forest on Saturday. I mean, he was, he was really good. Filipowski's been very good lately. I think P.J. Hall, until uh, Saturday... P.J. Hall's been a better player than Filipowski at roughly a similar position with roughly similar responsibilities. He's he's just been a better player and a more consistent performer and a more valuable performer. Quack, let me let me ask a quick question on this. You know, okay. in the last game played, Hall gets into early foul trouble, only plays what 16, 17 minutes. How does how does a game like that and and hopefully it's just one game that we see like that but going down the stretch how does a game a limited game like that affect the conversation for for player of the year I mean I think you uh, the 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 long answer I think is if you if you want it to matter it will if you don't want it to matter it won't you know what I mean? Like, if you want to ignore it, you can. If you want to say, you know, I, 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 it sucks that he got that he was limited with the fouls or whatever, um, or like if somebody gets hobbled in a game and they're not as good, well, you know, it, it stinks, but you know, it's it's the other guys is more consistent. I think it is what you want it to be. In in this instance, the whole Filipowski conversation is really for second place because what R.J. Davis did last night was remarkable. Um. R.J. Davis, in, again, in my opinion, locked up the ACC Player of the Year race last night. Uh, in in league play, he's averaging like 32 minutes a game. In league play, he is the fourth most used player in terms of shot rate. Uh, he has an incredible turnover rate. He is an incredible at drawing fouls. He is 87% from the line, shooting 42% for three in league games. Uh Last night, he was 14 of 22 from the floor, had a Dean Dome record 42 points. I think it was 7 of 9 from the line. He had 6 rebounds, 42.6 rebounds, and 4 steals last night in a win over Miami in a game where if he doesn't do all of that, his team loses. They were lousy offensively last night. And they were bad down the stretch, but, I mean, Cormac Ryan was terrible. I was uh, my wife and I were watching. I was telling her I don't think I've seen Cormac Ryan make a jump shot all year long, and I know he allegedly made a couple uh, in the Clemson game. I swear he's missed every jump shot all year long. Uh, he's he's a nothing offensively to me. Um, Baycott was really frustrated last night. Um, I thought Ingram played well, and I thought Jalen Withers played well off the bench, but the scoring was R.J. Davis. It was R.J. Davis, and then it was everybody else. When you when you are the point guard for the best team in the league, 
and you put your team on the back on on your back like that, and you're already the leading scorer by a significant margin, and you've already got some of the advanced analytics, and you know it helps that you play for North Carolina. It helps that you're an older player with some track record, and you've really elevated your game this year. I think R.J. Davis is the ACC Player of the Year. I'm not sure that there's much that can happen in the next couple weeks to change that. Uh, I'll say more about that on the other side, but to me, that was a significant development in the ACC because I did think, I mean, a lot of people would say it's a three-horse race. Uh, I would have said it was a, a two-horse race before last night, and now I think it's it's R.J. Davis's award. I'm going to ask Wes Durham this question at 205 to see if he thinks R.J. Davis locked it up uh, last night. 654 is the number you want to join us on the phones or on the Adams Go Roofing text line. Hour two of the program continues right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. Jim was at the laundromat when he heard his ear said, Maraca, senor, but his nose said, hey, freshest scent ever. Following his nose, Jim found a man pouring gain scent beads into the washer. The scent, the freshness, Jim blurted, Sir, your scent maracas smell amazing. You could call them scent maracas, but most noses call them gain scent beads. Try gain scent beads, way fresher than detergent alone. Finding a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASE certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative. Engineered Sleep has been a Roar partner for over eight years, and your support has meant the world to them. They design and manufacture some of the best mattresses in the world right here in Greenville, South Carolina. If you've not visited their new 95,000-square-foot facility at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive in Greenville, you should. Go check out their mattress showroom and also take a tour of their factory. It is rare that you can buy a mattress directly from a factory that has been making them since 1931. Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries Golf Carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dream. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at saltyfriesfries.com. 
Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sunbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. If you're moving a loved one into assisted living and need a stress-free solution for selling their property, Samuel Property Group is here to be your guide. From home evaluation to a hassle-free sale, we handle it all. Let us ease your burden during this transition and receive your check in as little as 10 days. Visit SamuelPropertyGroup.com today and fill out the simple form to be contacted by one of our team members within 48 hours. That's SamuelPropertyGroup.com. Hi, my name is Alani. A little thing I like about the spicy deluxe sandwich is that you taste the crunch, you taste the pepper jack cheese melting, and you taste the spicy flavors in the sandwich. I'm telling you 10 out of 10. Hi, my name's Enrique. A little thing I love about Chick-fil-A's spicy deluxe sandwich is you get that rich flavor of the chicken and definitely that nice, tangy, warm bite. It's the perfect harmony of spiciness and taste. Order the spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonials. I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I was born and raised in Greenville, attended Clemson University, and graduated in 1981. I've had the pleasure and the honor of assisting people in the upstate who may have been injured on the job or in a car wreck or through some other hazardous condition and cherish the many relationships and friendships that I've had with the clients over the years. What we do is we try to help the client find a path forward. Contact us at davis.law. We'll be glad to talk to you and see how we can help. Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to the Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download the Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. Clips of baseball with smash practice well underway. The sun is here somewhere. Uh, it's, it's barely barely peeking out at Duck Kingsmore Stadium here. And uh, excited to give you a little Tiger baseball. Hour 45 minutes. We will have, uh, we will have uh, Clemson and USC Upstate with Bob Mahoney and uh, I on the call. I, me, with me. Bob Mahoney and me on the call. God, I, can't, I hate when I mess that up. Mike, that is that is one of my pet peeves. My mom hates it too. My mom can't stand it when people misuse I and me. And so I think while I'm talking, I probably stress about whether I should say I or me more I, than anything that I say. I think that you said it right first, but then you said it wrong again. Because if you say Bob Mahoney with me, then that's correct. But with, yeah. if you say Bob Mahoney and me, that's incorrect. With Bob Mahoney and me on the call. I've always thought that um, it was if you erase the other person. Right. And you just use yourself, whatever makes sense. It would be with me on the call. Right? It wouldn't be I. <laughs> right? No, no, like I'm I said, it's, it's it's real stress. It's Listen, it's, it's, uh, it's real stress. I am still trying to figure out your and your. So, you know. <laughs> well, then you're going to love... When we talk about Tiger Sports Shop, because 
you're going to find everything that you're going to be looking for at Tiger Sports Shop. It is a place, again, days like today, a little drizzle maybe. If you're here early to watch Smash practice, uh, you can uh, you, you can take advantage of that at Tiger Sports Shop. They've got great rain gear. Um, the cold, cold season is probably just about over. But we might be in uh, we might be in quarter zip season when you're outside. Windbreaker season is certainly in vogue, and then uh, of course you got uh, short sleeve season. Still good uh, sweatpants weather around the house. They got a great selection of sweatpants, sweatshirts, that, that that type of stuff, and all your favorite brands: the Cutter and Buck and the Champion, and of course that uh, that Nike sideline apparel that you've come to expect from Tiger Sports Shop. Two locations to serve you: downtown Clemson and Highway 123. Text from the 864 says this, and you know what? I think this is right when we're talking about Saturday. P.J. did not play well in having fouls. It's really limited the time he had available to turn it around. However, the fouls had nothing to do with him being off. They were playing him hard, and he was just off. I think some of that is probably true, and um, it's it's not a slight to P.J. that I'm I'm saying that, you know, I, 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 think, I think player of the year right now, um, I think player of the year is R.J. Davis. You also have, I mean, you have the North Carolina point guard, that set a building record in a building like the Smith Center, the Dean Dome. Uh, he broke a record that had stood for 18 years, Mike. Uh, if I told you the record was 40, it was set against Georgia Tech in 2006. Would you venture a guess who would have dropped 40 on Georgia Tech in 2006 and held the previous arena record for North Carolina? Man, I, I, I'm not going to find if, that one. What if I told you it was one of the most punchable faces in all of college <laughs> basketball history? What if I told you that? Would that be a better hint? Aren't most faces from North Carolina and Duke punchable, though, Qual? <laughs> yeah, but there was one from 2006 that was that was very punchable. In fact, some people did manage to make contact with that face during games and left it bloody and battered and bruised many times. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna confess the Adams and Co. Roofing text line is helping me out. Was it Hansbro? It was Tyler Hansbro, who, by the way, is a great Indiana Pacer, one of my favorite Indiana Pacers of all time. And I totally did not almost throw up all over the floor when I saw that he was drafted first round by the uh, by the Pacers. That that did not that did not work out great. Could have gotten somebody with uh, you know actual talent and ability instead of. Wacky waving inflatable arm filling tube man uh, could have laughed at that uh, or could have uh, drafted that uh, you know in the first round of the draft. It was Tyler Hansbrough. Look that that North Carolina's had some really good players since Tyler Hansbrough, and they've had some really good teams since 2006, and they had some really good guards that could have gone off. 42 points for R.J. Davis last night though uh, beats a record for 18 times. Just the fourth time in the past 25 seasons that North Carolina won a game. With only one player in double figures, the first time since 2011 that they've done that, according to ESPN. And again, Miami, I mean, Miami was down by a million, which, by the way, I want everyone to know for the record. Mike, make sure we document this. At 1.51 p.m., I said this so that it was so that it would be heard by everybody. Ra- Ramona is coming in the door right now. I'm going to get her to mark the tape. Mark the tape, Ramona. Here's Here's... Here's what I'm going to say, and this is the most important thing, and I think I need everybody. This is the uh, anchor man. This is the welfare. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. North Carolina blew a double-digit second-half lead. <gasps> it's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. I thought only Clemson blew double-digit second-half leads, Mike. I was told that was, a, that was a Clemson problem. It wasn't a college basketball thing. It's a Clemson deal. Only Clemson's doing that. <gasps> 
North Carolina. The horror. North Carolina blows a double-digit second-half lead and barely wins. <gasps> and could have lost. <gasps> were they up like 20? I mean, they were up. They were up, not 20. They were up a lot uh, last night. They were up 14 with 6.50 left in the game. And they were up just two with a minute left in the game. That's not to make any statement except for the people who wonder why somebody would blow a second-half lead. It literally happens every night. It literally happens every night to everybody. Texter, I love this from the 803. Great explanation of my pronoun situation here. The correct answer is with Bob Mahoney and me. Both of you are the obvious of the preposition, not the subject of a sentence. If you want to start a sentence, use Bob Mahoney and I. Thank you, Texter. I is the subject. Me is the object. Boom. That's grammar, folks. That's freaking English. That's what we're talking about. Um, Texter from the 864 says, tell the people about Kansas State. Well, I wouldn't even get to talk about this. This is a disaster. Kansas State blowing a 25-point lead with 13 minutes left last night at home to the worst team in the country and needing overtime to win. That was a disaster. I saw What I saw was a 61-38 or 63-38 or something like that, and I quit flipping over there. I was like, this game's over. And then I saw on the bottom line, talking to, uh, you know, talking to, um, uh, you know, or, or uh, watching the Miami-North Carolina game, I was able to see that uh, that they went to overtime. Which, by the way, Kansas State is, I think they're 12-0 and uh, in, the, in the coaching regime in overtime, and they're like 10 games over 500 in regulation. It's bizarre. They win every single overtime game. Clark, really I bizarre. I don't know what it is about Hansbro, but the phones just lighted up when you were talking about him for some oh, reason. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Maybe it was Davis. Maybe so. Let's go to Tar Heel Chad, who's probably got something to say about both those guys. Chad, what's up, man? Quark, uh, before I get to last night's game, the Hansbro stuff is so fun. I can't – people hate <laughs> Hansbro. I get it. But you would have to agree – uh, and I, this is the craziest thing. I'm gonna, he was one of the, the most productive players in the history of college basketball. Yes. Four-time All-American. All of that. However, me being a UNC uh, aficionado and a longtime fan, uh, family deep roots, Hansborough is not in the top 20 of all-time UNC players. No, he's fact. a bull in a china shop. He he literally just threw his limbs around at random and went to the line a zillion times. And he was also like he had a nice mid range game and he was good. He had good feel around the basket, whatever. But he was literally he was a bull in a china shop that didn't get called for enough fouls. That that's what I would say. He was well, a productive maybe. bull in a china shop. But he won a lot of games though. He did. That's true. And, and he had great teammates play, too. They're a great team. He was the only four-time All-American ever in the history of North Carolina. Let that sink in. Oh, God. Unbelievable. Ever. You could find and somebody so, better. You know, from a Clemson perspective, I would think you would want to punch Wayne Ellington. He's still <laughs> shooting jumpers. I, I respect Wayne Ellington. I mean, like, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. The, the punchable. he had a punchable <laughs> game. Hansborough had a punchable face. Wayne Ellington had a punchable game. So, let me ask you, you're a, you're a basketball, uh, you're a, I don't know, which, a stat guy. You're all that, all that, right? All that kind of good stuff. I just thought, like, last night in the game, um, I didn't think we played well offensively. I thought Cormac had played four really good games in a row offensively, so he was due to be Brick City like he has been the remainder part of the year. But what I, what I didn't understand last night was 
and I see it happen more and more, but Hubert has been prone to do this at the four-minute mark last night. I think we had 11 or 12-point lead at the, at the break, at the TV timeout, and he stopped running offense. And it was run the shot clock down, throw up a terrible shot or turnover, and then Miami press some. And that's, that's instead of just playing the game out, one thing about Roy Williams, whether you like him or don't like him or he couldn't coach or did we played, they played, we ran until the end. He never took the air out of the ball. And I, I think yes. coaches try to micromanage that last part instead of let, you know, you got kids thinking too much instead of letting them play. But I see it. It's not in, so like you just said, 12 point leads in college basketball get blown every stinking night. People lose all the time, it's everywhere. And so, anyway, it happened last night. It'll happen again, too, by the way. This is not the first time. I mean, to me, you got to play to the end and stop this whatever you call that. Do you agree with that? I do, and i got to run, Chad, because I want to squeeze one more in okay, before top ahead. of the hour. I, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you very much. I do agree with that because I think what happened last night, North Carolina kind of quit running offense, and then Miami pressed, and they had already sort of taken the foot off the gas. I think if a team's going to press you, you don't want to turn it over or shoot quickly, but you got to keep running your stuff because once you shut that brain down and you're in protection mode, it impacts your ability to run stuff. I would agree with that. Let's go to – got about 90 seconds left in the hour before we get to West Durham at 2.05. Scott in Greenville checks in with us as well. What's up, Scott? What's up, Clark? You know you're my guy, right? Yes. Okay. I gotta call you out on something. You're comparing okay. apples and oranges with this blown double-digit lead stuff. You're cherry picking North Carolina one night. Clemson has done it for 14 years, my brother. Clemson for 14, has North. How many blown leads has North Carolina had? A bunch. Clemson That's the point. Five in the month of January. Everybody does it. That's the point. Everybody that, does it all yes, the time. Everybody does it. Everybody does it every now and then. Clemson, for whatever reason, seems to do it a lot. And that's yeah, so a lot of teams, but, but but the point, Scott, is a lot of teams do it a lot. You're and, and I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not like I'm not being hateful. I'm just saying you watch more Clemson than you do everybody else. You don't watch other teams, so you don't see how often I, other teams do it. Okay, Qualk, how many times has Kansas or TCU or North, how many how many times this year has North Carolina blown a double digit lead? I don't have the numbers, but I know I've watched multiple games where North Carolina's had a double-digit lead, and they've been up four at the end of the game. Chad just how, said it's not the first time North Carolina's done this. He just said it. He I watches them every how night. Many other, how many other teams have done it five times in one month like Clemson did? I'm that's sure the, there's somebody the out there. Hard. I'm just uh, – there, there might be somebody, quote, but it seems to happen a lot in Tiger Town, and I'm glad they're overcoming it this year. I'm glad – that we are where we are, but it is out there that we blow double-digit leads more than anybody that I know of. Well, I mean, and I, I appreciate the phone call. we got to go top of the hour, Scott. Thanks very much. I, I Look, I, I understand that people get frustrated when you're blowing leads. I'm just saying you can't say that Clemson does it more than everybody else. I can't say they don't. I mean, I don't have the numbers, but I'm just telling you it is not an abnormal thing. And if you watch college basketball, not just your one team, you know that without question. Hour 3, West Durham joins us next. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the roar. Gilstrap Roofing has an experienced